Ramble. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of You Can Sit With Us. I am back from vacation and I am Maggie. <laughs> For those of you who are listening, that's such a funny way to say it. I am back from vacation. You're like, wait, who's listening? Who, who's talking? It's me, Maggie. Uh, and I'm Looking joined. so tan. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. The most. Margaret coming in hot today. Got it. Between vacation plus. Bowie swim camp plus Fourth uh, of July. I was in the pool. Mm-hmm. I have gotten fa- fairly tan, which I'm very happy about. But um, you sorry. look like summer itself. The Thank embodiment you. of summer. Oh my gosh! You've got your you've, Maggie has her glasses on oh, her hanging on. Such a nice I love it. Like I love it. I will come into places at like. 8 p.m. and someone will be like, why do you still have your sunglasses on your shirt? I'm like, you never know. I've always got them up on my head. Yeah. Because like they hold my hair back too. Yeah. You know, (laughs) and so then I just forget. And then when I take them off and I throw them in my bag, then they, they, they like inevitably get ruined. So yeah. they're safe I on like, my head. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I like to use them like as part of my outfit. You know, it, mm-hmm. absolutely. when you look too plain, you're like, just put the sunglasses here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're not using them. So cute. Mm-hmm. So Were cute. you so pleased when uh, Matt brought that ba- goodie bag of stuff from his house that you and I had left there? Oh my gosh. That, yes. Th- those were goodie your like, bag. yeah, we, we left a, a bunch of stuff at, at the house. house. And, and I, I, I had left like my favorite water bottle. I know that's ridiculous to say. <laughs> I have a favorite water bottle. Um, I had left my favorite water bottle and something else, like sh- a shoe or something. Else. A shoe. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, a single and Ariel shoe. was holding my sunglasses Ariel, in there. drunk. How drunk were I you at this party? Drunk. I wasn't drunk. I think One I had, like, had a change of shoes or something. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine why. Uh, but uh, it also had Maggie's sunglasses in it because Matt thought mm. those were mine. And I, was I like, think you were holding them at one point. We went somewhere and I was like, can you hold uh, these for me? And you did because I don't carry a purse on me usually. Yes. And I yeah. carry a very large purse. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's full of things that I don't need, but also things that I feel like someday I probably will need. You never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I have a tape measure in my bag, everybody. Wow. That's that the mark of a real interior designer. Yeah. Honestly. Ready I, to take measurements. I, Do you I, have I, a flexible one for clothing? No. I always have a hard time when I'm buying things online and it's like, I have, sizing is so different to yeah. compa- like when it comes oh. to different brands. Do you actually measure yourself when they do the sizing for thing? pants? They say like thirty-eight like inches. Or you're something. so I feel like, good. I feel I like pants, especially you have to. I like, consider I buying clothes online a temporary price point for trying them on because if it mm-hmm. they don't fit, mm-hmm. they don't. Fit. I hate shopping online. I do too. Nothing fits. I, I have back a, like fifty percent of the things that I order. I have a couple brands I that I can get pants from, and then I've done like the exact measurements from other places, and they'll show up, and I'm like, oh, these oh, do not fit. On. I feel mm, like I order things and then I create work for myself where I'm like, before work this morning, I have to package up these boxes and go buy FedEx, UPS, and the post office the to worst. drop all the stuff. And I'm like, why did I buy anything? Why did I give myself all this homework mm-hmm. to do? You should just go to one of those box places. They have all of those things. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So then, so then, so there's, there's a box brothers. Yeah. Um, and the place is awesome. They're so nice in there and they have all the things and the, the, the UPS guy, the mailman and the FedEx guy come and go I there. That's that. really That's smart. smart. That's they're a great. great life hack. They're great. Yeah. Do they sell like moving supplies as well? And they sell boxes. Oh, That's why they're okay. called box brothers okay. and they ship. So, so, so if you don't have a label, 
then mm-hmm. they can they'll uh they'll be like okay well you know when do you want it to get there and then they'll give you the cheapest option between all of the oh, all of the shipping wow. uh, companies because Ariel buys yeah. her fair amount of furniture we gotta well also buy furniture I, I just i ship a lot of stuff mm-hmm. yeah i return a lot of stuff okay yeah. where do you buy your pants that was the yeah. upcoming um, question um either aritzia mm. oh because they have a lot of there. different they denim. have one at the americana yeah, can we go to Carson day? Because that that cute uh, like crop top, uh-huh. kind of like the one that Maggie's this wearing. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So so the the one that uh, that the stylist brought to our photo shoot, yes. that was from Aritzia, <gasps> and I was like, I need this. I need this. Um, Should I'm, we go? Yeah, I think like to really an fun. actual store in person. Yeah. <gasps> Maggie can show us ah! around. <laughs> Maggie can show us what's cool. Maggie, help us stay young Actually, forever. I've been we dying to this. go to another flea market. We should do that. <gasps> oh, I would love that. to do that. Mm-hmm. Especially now that you've got the new place. But mm-hmm. that's not for pants. That's for like... They do have like... Well, I've bought shorts from... Maggie like, can shop. Yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like it's... Flea markets are good for like vintage dresses and moo-moos yeah. or furniture. Yeah. Or pants like are kind cool of harder to get into. Because you can throw a muumuu over your current outfit. And yes. try yeah, it on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You can't. I mean, you can. You can't. I've gotten a good pair of shorts that I've cut. Oh, like vintage, cool. like Levi's or Wranglers kind of or like something. Kind of like the Bermuda look. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Maggie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell You're us. You're so fashionable. How was your vacay? <laughs> um, and did you eat a lot of churros? Yeah. <gasps> I wish we. I did not eat as many churros as I thought I was going to eat because I. <laughs> Love churros, but mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. That's okay. so good. And then Zach's sister was also there, so we got to visit her at her How fancy was she resort. There? I saw that on Instagram. She, uh, one of her friends, has a membership to like a very exclusive place. Oh wait, Zach told me about this. Do mm-hmm. you want to name the celebos that you saw there? I didn't get to see them. You they, did. I missed them by a couple of days, but. Oh. Um, Zach's sister was staying at a resort with uh-huh. Zach's idol, Larry David. And Larry yeah. David has a Bowie. I was like, yeah. they are spitting images when of Zach each other. When Zach heard this, he basically like, wow. vibrated straight Old. into her office. And he was like, guess who Steffi saw? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, she, who could this be? Vin yeah. Diesel? Yeah, yeah, Vin Diesel? Could it be Vin Diesel? That's an excellent, excellent guess. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Mm-hmm. We need Maggie to take us shopping uh, also. Okay. Because of a an idea that Rachel and I have. Hmm. Oh no! Don't tell everyone. You then we're gonna think? have to do it. We're going do it. to do it, Rachel. <laughs> do it. Do That's it. the whole point. Is that we're scared of it. What? Okay. <laughs> Rachel and I had this idea when we were on vacation. I don't even. Did somebody else come up with it? Or I, I, I think, think it was us. I think it was us slash Ned. But yeah, us slash Ned. Which which I I take I take Listen. responsibility for Ned's ideas all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's just we marriage. were talking about how it's really really hard for me especially maybe in this grouping but in all of us to not just post photos of our kids on instagram i mean i get it they're so cute they're so cute the world needs to see we don't take pictures of ourselves yes i don't so i don't i don't get in the photos so rachel and i are gonna find somebody to (laughs) teach us how to take thirst trap photos (laughs) oh wow and i feel like you could get on like youtube or tiktok for that be like how to post hot there's and definitely for, a video that exists i mean i think kaylin could help us I think oh, yeah. have you seen us. her feed yeah damn yeah i mean and then for an entire week we will not post photos of our children you're just gonna post their straps <laughs> and we will only post photos of ourselves i'm here for it 
you I mean, totally hear right? right? Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing at all, but I would love to be there while you do this. <laughs> Excellent. Come, come, Maggie, yeah. Come. Yeah. Like, Maybe you can help us buy new clothes for our thirst trap photos because yeah. the, yeah. the, the it, sweater yeah. tank top ain't going to cut it. Oh, my gosh. My little tie tank top. For you people. guys don't give yourself enough credit. Mm-mm. Well, we're going to try to. We're going to post thirst traps. Everyone who follows me on Instagram is going to be so confused. I know. Me too. We're going to be like, wait, wait, wait. I thought I was going to like a wholesome family account and uh-huh. now there are thirst trap photos. I'm here for it. I'm really <laughs> I'm so excited. Scared. I'm really excited. I'm excited. I'm not scared. Mm. I, I'm not scared. Exactly. But are you going to like rent out those places that all the influencers do and like do Ooh, an entire yes. photo shoot and they Ooh, bring no i hadn't thought of outfits. that but yes Ooh. you should do that okay because i'm pretty sure there's like an airbnb Kaylin, for- correct us if you're wrong you can just tell me but i'm pretty sure like anytime she goes to like a cool airbnb or like oh, on yeah. vacation somewhere she does multiple outfit changes in a single location even if she's not yeah. there for a super long time yeah because mm-hmm. she's getting that content yeah yeah that's what all yeah, the like- profession people do yeah. Well, we, we're amateurs, but let's do it. <laughs> well, should we transition? Maggie has some. Uh, I have a story for you. Oh, yeah. <gasps> tell us. Tell I've us. been wanting to tell my story for the weekend. So oh, yes. okay. I've told you guys that the first time I met Zach's family or his mom and dad and his sister, uh-huh. I was on a boat and I vomited the entire time. Yes. yes you I do remember tell us. this. So this weekend I had the pleasure of meeting Zach's aunt, from the East Coast. She was flying in from Philly, I believe. This mom's sister? Mom's or, sister, okay. yes. And her, his cousin, so her daughter. And then Zach's two grandmas came over. Oh. Um, so we just moved in to a new house a couple months ago. And yeah. we have been wanting to invite and like host people, but we're still like not there yet. Anyway, they were coming from out of town, so we're like, we would love to host you. We'll have some pizza, because we're not the best hosts, like both of you. Oh, shush. <laughs> Ariel pizza makes, like, the cutest, over. like, breakfast spreads. Oh, stop. Rachel, you make the cutest me. charcuterie boards. Yeah. But anyway, we're keeping it casual. We don't have a lot of, like, entertainment wear, so we had them. We invited them over for the day. So Zach and I went to the farmer's market. We got all the supplies to make a salad. Mm-hmm. It was all lovely. We order a pizza. Um, Zach's grandmother's like always super punctual and like will yell at and berate Zach anytime he's like five minutes late. So we wanted to make sure we had everything ready. I ordered the pizza like the day ahead to arrive right when she was coming. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she texts us. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm running late. This has never happened. I was like, oh no. Did what? she say this, that that's ever ha- this has ever happened? No, I, we're just, Zach and I are like, oh wow, I hope everything's okay because this has never happened before. And I was like, oh no, we have to keep the pizzas warm. So oh, no. I go into <laughs> Grandma on <laughs> 2 p.m. pizza. Yeah. It cannot be room temp. Cannot be room temp. I mean, she's a New Yorker, so I'm sure she'll eat pizza at whatever temperature. But in my mind, I was like, this has to be perfect. This is the first time I'm meeting his aunt and his cousin. Like and it's gonna be people great. Are coming over to your new house, there's like a little bit of pressure. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. For sure. So I went into the kitchen and we had done this a couple weeks ago for my sister's graduation thing. I put the, I put the setting on bake in the oven and we had three boxes. Uh-huh. So I put them on three different levels and I put boxes it on in the oven. Yeah, we did it like a couple weeks ago I and put boxes in the oven. Yeah, I put the box in the oven you on the lowest setting. It was fine. It was fine. It, it happened a couple weeks ago and everything was totally fine. So I was like, OK, Zach, I'm going to do it again. So I put it on low. Uh-huh. 
So Zach goes to work. What's He's low, like 170? Like the lowest possible. I think it's just like 150 to 200, okay. something. The lowest okay. that, the lowest option on the meter. I forget what it was, mm-hmm. but yeah. Oh my God, what happened, Maggie? So Zach goes into his office to write some emails. And then I just am in the bathroom, just touching up my makeup. And then it's been 30 minutes. And so I pop out and I'm about to take Bowie out to pee. And all of a sudden I smell burning and I go, Zach, what's that smell? And we run into the kitchen and our kitchen is just covered (gasps) in like fog smoke. I start panicking. I run out. This just shows like Zach like steps up to the plate and I run into the living room because I have Bowie. I was like, there's a fire extinguisher under the sink. Bye. (laughs) So Zach turns the oven light on and there is a pizza on the top rack, just with an entire crater in the middle of it. And it's just disintegrating around the, the pizza. The boxes. And oh there was, it was just like ember. Uh-huh. But as soon as Zach opened the oven, it, 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 it was exposed to yeah. oxygen and just burst into flames. Oh, oh my, my God. God. So Zach's screaming. Uh, Zach is screaming. Zach is screaming. (laughs) Zach is screaming. I'm going around the house finding every air purifier I own, every fan I own. I'm opening all the windows. Purify this. Yes. So, so did he? Did he spray it with with the? Luckily, he like he ran. That if you can get away with it, yeah. Yeah. The best is not worth it. Uh, He ran outside of the house with like of the biggest oven mitts I've ever seen, like the barbecue grill. Yeah, up to yeah. his elbows <laughs> and he's just on the driveway just like throwing the oven mitt at the pizza uh-huh, box and the uh-huh. pizza box eventually it's no longer a pizza box it's just the pizza in the middle <laughs> oh and it just and keeps ash. it's just ash and it just keeps lighting on fire and like zach keeps to keep hitting oh it my god. oh my god it was such a mess and as this is happening zach's aunt <laughs> and his cousin pull up i wanted to die and Zach you were like I quit life yeah. it's over I know nice I to meet you like, I'm done goodbye I am done it's so nice to me and it smells so, so bad. bad it smells so bad in my kitchen still yeah. still and you probably oh had the house like as clean as it's ever been and it's just everything like murky in there <laughs> also an added another added stress is Zach's grandmother has lung issues so I was like oh she's gonna God. flip out and it is 89 degrees outside because you're like it's the middle of the summer you can't, go outside. you can't like open the doors yeah or anything. Oh, luckily God. the way our the like just where the kitchen is it's like behind like the fireplace area so it is sectioned off it's not like an open concept where all the smoke just was like in the so we were able to sit inside but all we had pre-cooled the house down in the morning and like Mm -hmm. shut all the doors to make sure it was nice and air conditioned for our guests it's like you wanted it too badly and the universe was like no, nope. Mags. no, nope. no, no, fuck no. this. Fuck. You do not get this perfect, <laughs> no. this perfect day. Picture perfect oh, life. Maggie, no. That is, uh, that is so, it's, it's so sad, but it's also it's so, so painful funny. and so, so funny. painfully funny. I it felt is, like we bonded because of it. You did. We just laughing. They probably love you even more because you're a real human <laughs> who set her pizza box on fire. <laughs> that is so funny. Was so, the pizza still good? 
No, luckily <laughs> not. Eat it. It's like I don't covered. know. I mean, maybe the other ones were still good. Yeah, there, there are two other pizzas. There's like a door to the side of our house that's just complete. Oh, it's like the wooden around, and then the glass in the middle. Mm-hmm. And Bowie was just stand- sitting there the entire time. Guests were over and was just staring at the pizza because the pizza was still like intact. There was like ash uh-huh. probably all over it, but the box is what burnt all the way and zach was like you could maybe eat this and i was like "Mm, no you're not supposed to eat burnt burnt particles yeah yeah yeah. cardboard or whatever okay i'm just gonna call it Mm. uh to everybody listening don't put your pizza boxes in the oven i feel like different ovens run hotter or colder and definitely never never put it on the top 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 you can't put it next to the element yes yeah because i think it just got to because i think if maybe if i would put it one lower or maybe not had three pizzas mm. and make sure it's like actually 170 yeah 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 no, so i'm not risking it do you mm-hmm. take your whole pizza out and put it 100 percent. mine didn't oh, have the, the, the oh i guess oh. i should oh, i don't think i have a pan big enough for mm. but i thought about i was like maybe i can just take it off because usually some of the pieces come with the cardboard cut out mm-hmm. underneath mm-hmm. And you just like put it onto the directly onto the oven rack yeah. but it didn't and it was mm-hmm. like a bigger pizza so i was like this is gonna make a mess mm-hmm. so i should have done that Whoopsie. Uh, there were barriers. <laughs> I still have, not, like, both my sister and I still have nightmares of uh, the time that my mom uh, made nachos. And so she she would always use the broiler function. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would leave the uh, the oven door just, like, ajar mm-hmm. while she was melting the cheese on the nachos. Ajar. <laughs> uh, yeah, ajar. And, uh, um, and there was one time when the nachos, you know, you guys have met my mom. She was probably off doing something else and the nachos burned mm-hmm. and then lit on fire. Oh, oh no. And the broiler's uh, a real risky. The game. broiler's are very risky, especially if you leave it open, Yeah, you yeah. know, cause, because the oxygen's getting in there. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think I was like 13 at the time or something like that. So my sister would have been 10. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so the, the oven is on fire like oh flames coming out and uh and none of us know what to do my dad wasn't home uh and so we open it up all the way the fire just gets bigger oh so now gosh. there's flames just like licking the side and <gasps> so we get our enormous fire extinguisher yeah. and my mom goes call the fire department and she takes the thing and just goes <laughs> and you got us sometimes and like it was it was it was cartoonish it yeah. the, the way that things that that thing sprays uh-huh. it's like you're trying to get it into the oven but it sprays the entire yeah. kitchen wow it the is entire kitchen a nightmare with mess. that white stuff really oh my goodness i mean if you got to use it you got to use yeah, it yeah yeah but uh um so the fire department shows up and it's like two guys come in We've got it under control at that point. We <laughs> sprayed the entire kitchen with the fire extinguisher. And um, uh, the guys walk in. We were living in Texas. And, uh, you know, these these two guys walk in. And one of them's got a, a very deep southern accent. And uh, and he's looking around, sort of judging us for, <laughs> for the mess. Uh-huh. Um, and he was like, well, why didn't you just close the door? Like to the fire, sir. (laughs) You gotta get this. I don't know. I think I panicked in the moment. There were other two pizzas, you know, right? Yeah, I have to get the thing out. I had to save the nachos. So, those of you listening, if there's ever something on fire in the oven, just Just close the door. Just close the door, or just keep it closed and then turn it off and then monitor it and then wait. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Ovens are made for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ovens are made for fire. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, anyway, I'm so sorry, Maggie. I'm so glad I didn't burn my first home down. I'm so, I'm so glad that I'm didn't so glad happen too. It was just <laughs> a pizza. You're fine. Also, we looked around. There is no smoke detector in our kitchen. It's <gasps> that is something I was going to ask. Is there is how none. did there is it none. get so bad? There is none. We, wow. There's one in the living room. And when we first moved in, the batteries were dying. So Zach took it off and we oh. haven't gotten new batteries oh, yet. Oh, you got to put we're it back. We're geniuses. That's the issue. I know. We called my sister and she always calls both of us her two liabilities because she's like, <laughs> I can't believe you guys are adults. Like both of you together. <laughs> oh my God. I was going to say in a new house well, too, like when you got your inspection, uh, I'm sure that they went around and they were like, okay, you have all the proper fire, you know, mm-hmm. fire things. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 the blah. amount mm-hmm. of times. Zach at our old office left a tea kettle burning into oblivion on the Luckily stove. Luckily we have the electric one now. It just yeah. shuts off. <laughs> Too many to count. I know. And the amount of times he left a candle burning in the bathroom. He's lit a candle? Yeah. You know, we had one. You poop. We mm. had one bathroom mm. at the old office and um, all the boys were really on that window candle game they were wow. looking out for others like zach does not want to just randomly let it i gotcha gotcha yeah mm. you know he's, he's he's burning sage after uh, <laughs> after he poops he's you guys like, don't have mm. to poopery listen you saw that bathroom <laughs> i i don't know the boys the boys had a system i would find the window open the candle on but once in very early days the only people working were keith zach and i and i came to the office. And I think this was the first time I texted them in all caps yelling. Um, and there was, uh, there was a very empty, very burned kettle on the stove with a low flame. Oh, there was a burning candle in the bathroom and the back door was fully open. And I was like, we cannot run a business like this. Oh my God. (laughs) I texted them in all caps. I was like, you can't guys, you can't. And I think Zach was like, yeah, my bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My bad. Okay. Okay. Nothing burned down. Luckily, there were two sources of flames all yeah. night, mm-hmm. and no one stole Wait, all the hard all drives. Night? Yeah, I yeah. arrived the next morning. They they had been like in the early days. The boys edited the videos, and I think they had been there till like midnight editing or whatever, and they just walked away. Oh wow. my gosh! So I'm coming in at nine a.m. I was like, this will not stand. No kettles on the stove. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we got an electric one shortly after that. That's good. Do you guys ever panic that you leave like a hair straightener on? Yes, every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So I have to unplug it, wrap it up, and put it in this little hanging bag I have. Mm-hmm. Because if I leave it on the counter and I don't have the muscle memory of putting it away, I'm like, oh, it's probably on. The babies yeah. are going to pull it down. They're going to burn their yeah. faces mm-hmm. off. A lot of them now have the mechanism. If it's been on for an hour, it'll shut off. But, That's good. but it's still hot. Back in... In college, I had a smart plug because I would constantly just leave it on, yeah. and I'd be like, "So you would, so I would so go back to the smart plug like and turn off the plug, and you would go be like, oh, so, that's genius, actually. That's but really by that smart. point, if I'm like 20 minutes into a lecture, my house, my apartment could be on fire. Who knows? Yeah, really, I know, really, really smart. I know. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a hack. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really a great good. life hack. Mm-hmm. Well, Mags, do you have a medical myth with Maggie for us? Yeah, today? I have. It's not a myth per se, but it is a health lesson that you never will learn in health class. Ooh. So here we go. Tell us. I love this. Here we go. Do you guys, are you text toilet people? Oh, I, I will, (laughs) I will fully sit on the toilet and like 
read all my emails. Ariel. I love, <laughs> I, I'm like going through the entire New York Times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like that's the only time that I have a minute to myself. And oh my so, God. you know, I could find myself 15 minutes later and I'm like, I'm looking at like seriously strangers on Instagram reels. <laughs> Or TikTok. After <laughs> Get on TikTok. Ariel loves reels. I do. She I loves do. TikToks I, I on Instagram. Join the ding dang TikTok. TikTok. Yes. What about you, Rachel? Well, my situation currently is this. Ooh, huh. I feel a rumbly feeling in my tummy. I think I might have to use the potty. Do you guys want to come with me? Oh, oh, I do have to use the potty. Okay, now we wipe, now we flush, now we wash our hands. <laughs> so, no, it's not very quick. Currently. Kick mm. with it. That's good. That's good. Mm. Ariel, did you know that you could get hemorrhoids, which are inflamed veins, from sitting on the toilet and texting for extended periods of time? There's a lot of things that can predispose oh, you. Pregnancy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You have could have pregnancy. Uh-huh, for sure. Internal hemorrhoids which aren't usually something that's felt external hemorrhoids can get itchy they can bleed so can the internal ones um yeah in pregnancy they happen because you are carrying so much weight that it puts so much pressure on those veins right? yeah 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 Holy moly. Oh, yeah, i've been there done that the reason i bring it up is because i actually have a friend who had like this is very rare i'm gonna preface i don't want to fear monger people but um, Put the fear in to he, us for behaving better. He's, though. he's fine now, but is it Zach? No, it's not. It's one of my friends. It's one of my really close friends from college. He weight lifts. Okay. But he ended up getting something called a rectal prolapse. I know what, what this is. Wait, do, so tell me what do not, is. What do not Google friend, it. Uh, <laughs> do not Google it. It's when your colon spills out of your butthole. What? Uh, yes. Yeah. And it's very rare. It's like two out of 100,000 people get it. And it's usually because. Weightlifting. Uh, weightlifting, pregnancy, GI issues. Yes. Huge so poops. Women like, can also have this happen with organs out of their vagina if they don't have good pre and postnatal care. Mm. I have a friend whose job Prolapse it is to usually like surgically means fix keeping your your uterus up. Yeah, it can happen with your bladder. It can happen with your yeah. uterus. It can happen with your butthole. Oh my goodness! Or your colon. I mean, okay. for that reason. So, but okay. what I'm saying is, don't text <laughs> and be on the toilet. I'm not saying that you're because your you're sitting there for too colon, long. Yeah, you're sitting there for too long. Okay, and it's putting uh, undue stress on your vein. your tushy. Your tushy. Interesting. Yeah. So. So should I get off the pot? Yes. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Don't. Don't do your, just go sit on you your couch. Go, yeah. Just, I know just, our just go listeners. Take your time somewhere else. Yeah. Are, like predominantly women, but I feel like boys take forever in the bathroom. Boys I are agree. like gone for like 40 minutes. Yeah. You're like, what are you doing? They're texting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're texting on the, on the, on the pooper. Mm-hmm. Some people take longer than others, but if you do, maybe talk to somebody interesting because yeah you can no. get hemorrhoids for like chronic constipation oh, wow yeah All no i'm fast things. i'm like did she be or did she poop i'll never know <laughs> no. yeah i'm not fast yeah but maybe i could be <laughs> you can really do it. we'll work on speed it's really, you know i feel like i feel like it's a wasted poo if I don't have my phone with me. Yeah. Why don't you go? Oh, because your time is. It's yeah. your time is so valuable. Why okay. don't you I have an idea for you. Okay. And sit on the toilet seat and that's still your quiet time. That's what fine. if 
It's a catalog, not your phone. Because oh, you love them. I do love them. You need Catalogs to read them. Catalogs are long. Have you seen oh, some she of these? She doesn't have to I've, finish I'm it. I'm a speed cataloger. Mm. And the thing about a catalog is I feel like you can stop when you want to. But with a phone, it's so easy to just go down a rabbit hole. Going. My yeah. thumb just hits the Instagram app to scroll without my making a conscious decision. Mm. It's not so messed up. That's really interesting. You could. You should move it. You should move the app. I have. I've moved it to the last page. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to go all the way to the end. How many pages do you have? Just three. I'm oh, very, okay. I'm very concise and organized on my phone. Oh, I deleted I'm, I'm it so off not. the homepage. I have to like actually type it into the search now. Oh, wow. yeah. You and Zach are are have very healthy like. Uh, I don't know if we do. We're trying, no. but I don't mm-hmm. know if we do. Zach's addicted to Twitter. Really? Yeah. He doesn't care about Instagram, but I constantly see him scrolling and like no more. <laughs> No more doom scrolling. No more doom scrolling. Yeah. And I feel like on TikTok, I'm learning depending on like what's on your feed. Sometimes I'm learning and sometimes I'm like Like doom scrolling for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do I need more to eat more macros, exercise with hit, clean my house better? I don't know. It's just telling me all these things. Clean your house better. Uh, Once once Becky told me that she was into the folding TikTok, I was hooked. (laughs) I was like, okay. Maybe this is something I need to get into. Yeah, uh, and I've and I still I still haven't crossed over to TikTok yet, but I am a hundred percent into Reels, and I'm pretty sure that that's but just reels? reposts from TikTok. Okay, <laughs> it is, but Reels doesn't have an algorithm that's tailoring it to you the way TikTok does. Mm-hmm. TikTok's algorithm is better, mm-hmm. so you're going to find more of what you want um, by liking or rewatching something that you really like, it's going to learn about you much faster. There's this um, very cute young gay gardener in Tennessee who bought this huge plot of land and is learning how to oh. garden it and grow stuff. And he's the only person I follow. That's and cute. I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. He'll be like, this morning in the garden, my zucchini flowers need a little pollinating, but I like to ask for consent before. Can I pollinate you? Oh, yes. Here you go. Boop, boop, boop. Can I pollinate you? Oh, yes. Here you go. Boop, boop, boop. And he oh pollinates them with a little cute. <laughs> He's so cute. That is so cute. It's really cute. Can I pollinate you? Can I pollinate boop, boop, boop. Excuse me, ma'am. May I pollinate you? Okay. <laughs> do, do, do. He's really cute. Anyways, he's my one TikTok follow. Mm. So you could be really selective. Otherwise, I just lurk, you know. Sometimes I like going on Pinterest. I know I used to go on Pinterest a lot in college, actually. It's just I like the one social Pinterest. media app where you're just minding your own damn business, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Just just saving, saving the images. Saving you should do it for your wedding. Just save oh, yeah. images. Like yeah. I gave our florist a like Pinterest board, basically. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't all floral arrangements. Some of it was like fabrics or whatever it was like your and maggie and i's instagram dms which are just beautiful things on yeah, instagram that's basically yeah um that we send each other but that's what it looked like and they did my flowers based off of that uh, off those vibes Ooh, i love that do you read the comments maggie sometimes i've read like the first couple ones because i feel like after a certain point if i see a mean comment then i just have a really bad day so i'll look at the popular ones uh-huh. and then i'll tell myself the rest of the the comment thread is for the audience to talk amongst themselves because it gives, gives me too I'm much anxiety it gives much me too anxiety. much anxiety, anxiety. <laughs> i'm 100 yeah. with yeah. you. yeah i'll read the top ones i read the top like five and then i'm like <laughs> how does that work to the, the the like you can the do best it by newest first or um 
or just let it top. do its natural thing, which top comments have the most interaction or likes or comments under them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I suggest you never do buy newest first. Mm-hmm. Never. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Never, ever. Um, speaking of comments, I have seen some comments on our, um, on our YouTube videos asking who is Rainy? Oh yeah, our podcast intern. Yeah, yes. So who, we thought we would bring her on so she can say hello. Yes, this come ray on of through. Sunshine that lives behind Miles. <laughs> That's <laughs> where she videos. lives. Yes, yes. Surprise, it's Rainy. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Normally, Rainy is off camera, but she's listening to everything we say mm-hmm. and uh, editing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I get a lot of like crossover details, like. Keith was talking about hard water on his skin and making it like itchy. And then Becky was talking about it. And I was like, I already know about that. That is so <laughs> funny. I bet, we, I, I bet like the guys talk about the same thing that we do. Yes. And at, like Keith likes to say, because we have very different audiences, but we do not. And so <laughs> people are getting the same stories twice. Absolutely. But from As- two different perspectives. Yeah. So yeah. True, true. Which makes it yeah. really funny. <laughs> Which makes it really, really funny. I remember one time, when we were actually, we were chatting with Sarah, who's uh, Miles's um, fiance, and she was talking about all the things that Miles learned from baby steps. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> all the like couples yeah. therapy things. Oh my god, That's good. I'm That's a little good nervous advice. to have kids now after baby no, steps. No, don't be nervous. That's it's the opposite of what we want. <laughs> well, everybody, Rainy is, uh, yeah, our podcast intern you've mm-hmm. been editing a lot of the podcasts you've been here working in the office for the last mm-hmm. however many weeks yeah um but i i i don't know that much about you i don't know what's what's your story i know that you moved here from mm-hmm. colorado yeah mm-hmm. yeah right? tell us a little bit about that when like you graduated from college what's what's the what's the scoop yes <laughs> okay well i i want to ask you guys about this too because i just came out of like this little um existential crisis this job has helped me a lot Mm. but i feel like 23 24 is like tough Uh did you guys feel like that oh this is your quarter life crisis yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and i feel like i'm like a little bit out of it now but like i i was going through the advice that goes for miles (laughs) voicemails and everybody is like miles tell me what to do with my life miles what should i do (laughs) (laughs) when you graduated college how did you decide what to do and did you guys have like a intermediary job of like Mm between college and like what you guys are doing now? Mm-hmm. 100%. Oh, I've had multiple careers. Mm-hmm. This is not what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You were you were a nanny first when you first graduated? Or? When I first graduated college, I was actually acting in New York. And <gasps> what? I was, yeah. What? I, didn't I know. know. I was doing theater in New York. Um, and I did a couple of shows what over the summer doing? season. Beauty Queen. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what so, shows were you A in? long washed up former beauty queen. <laughs> What's a beauty queen always a beauty queen? Um, I was doing plays in New York. Oh my God. Um, and I did two of them and I was like, oh, I have to get an agent now. I don't, I don't want to do that. That's not in the cards for me. So then I nannied for a couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. And that was sort of like an, like, intermediate job for me it's uh for me it was obviously not what I was going to do with my whole life Mm -hmm. but I had always worked with kids and I was good with kids so it felt like a comfortable way to like live in a new place and Mm -hmm. were you anxious about like doing something you knew wasn't the long term no no oh man no um I don't know maybe I just didn't have as much pressure on me in my Mm -hmm. life but I had flirted with I had like gotten into 
Teach for America and decided to, and also got cast in this summer season at the Atlantic Theater Mm -hmm. and had decided to go do theater instead. Um, And so I, then when I decided to nanny after that, I was kind of like, well, I think I'll go back to teaching at some point. And I did. Two years later, I started teaching. Hmm. Um, And I sort of thought that would be my job. And maybe I didn't worry about wasted time although I would 1000% say it was not wasted time at all yeah, it was a that really was, perfect fit yeah. but because teaching doesn't have such an intense ladder to climb um but I no it felt really good yeah mm-hmm. I was like making more money being a nanny than my boyfriend at the time who was like working a project manager job for like a big construction and design like architecture company yeah um and all my friends thought that was insane yeah (laughs) i was like working four days a week and bringing home straight whole uh cold hard cash (laughs) (laughs) what did you learn from being a nanny because i have a friend who was a, a nanny for a year and she she has a bunch of stories well um i mean the family i worked with are still my very best friends to this day and their son is my daughter's uh godfather He's 15 now. I got chills. I literally I know. got chills. I love them so much. But for me, I had just moved to New York. All I had done was the, the, these theater shows, which took up all my time. I didn't know the city at all. And what I got to do is take this two-year-old boy and run around and learn about New York. We were out oh. and about every day. It was so fun for me to have like um, a partner to explore a new city with, even mm-hmm. though he was two. And we had the best time. Oh, Seeing New York through a two-year-old's old two-year-old's eye that sounds so cute we went out to lunch every day we went to the park we went to shows we like went and rode the ferry for fun we would just like go Mm -hmm. and do things and he wasn't in preschool at the time and so we just like had all the freedom in the world Mm -hmm. it was a really great job at that time in my life Mm -hmm. yeah it was very freeing and then Maggie what did you do between being between nursing school and college I actually, I worked all the way. I was really nervous about the job market when I graduated nursing school, just because there is a nursing shortage in the U.S., but in specifically like big like cities, that isn't the case. Like Mm -hmm. um, L.A., I know there was like Mm -hmm. limited jobs um, and I wanted to do pediatrics, which is even more selective. So competitive. So competitive. So I actually worked two jobs. Uh, My junior and senior year of nursing school just so I could kind of force my foot in the door that way so did Um, you go straight into nursing school I did so you always you knew you were like this is I actually in high school I was going back and forth between doing business or fashion or nursing yeah oh my god so I actually I my dad sat me down and he was like you what do you want to do in business and I was like I don't know I was like 14 15 16 I don't know (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. And he was like, I, I was always very patient with my grandmother and like, I loved doing service work and like volunteering. So he was like, I see that side of you. Like, Mm -hmm. I definitely think that you should. So he kind of guided me there. Yeah. Sometimes parents know my, my parents also had like a bunch of, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think they know, they know the world better and they know you well. So it's kind of helpful. The thing I kind of grappled with a lot is I think like I don't get to be as creative as I wanted to be. And I think Mm -hmm. that pediatrics has kind of helped with that, like choosing your like your path in within your specialties kind of helped. But yeah, I ended up interviewing my senior year and I went straight into um, being a nurse. What jobs did you have? I was basically like a nurse assistant or like an ER tech. That's kind of like the jobs that I did. Were you a CNA? 
yeah basically oh my gosh yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah my best friends from high school are they're identical twins and they're both nurses now but they were cnas oh in nursing school. oh yeah. have the same job yeah. Yeah. the same job too that's crazy same specialty uh, no are they i don't very similar in personality my sophomore year of high school, I would, we had this morning assembly and they look exactly the same. And I was good friends with them at the time, but I could not tell them apart. Like, so wow. I would look at them and be like, all right, Maria's wearing this. Cause I knew where they stood in the assembly. Maria's wearing this today. Alondra's wearing this. Oh. And then I would be, I memorize it. And you um, memorize their outfits to know who is who. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I can tell them apart, but it's not based on their look. It's based on like how they act. Oh, you know, they yeah. look exactly the same. Do you think their parents mix them up as babies? I kind of do. I, okay, but here's all the it crazy, would take crazy is calling one by the other name and the other parent agreeing, and then all of a sudden they swap their names. That's it. And, and they're different. And yeah. there's no way to know. Yeah. yeah. Well, in school, sometimes people would be like Maria and tell Maria a whole thing, and then she'd be like, "I'm Alondra," and then she'd go tell Maria what yeah. the person said because wow. like they just didn't know. There was twins yeah. at my high school that one of them really liked math and science and the other one really liked English and history mm-hmm. so when the other didn't feel like going to lecture <laughs> on the swap. other they would swap yeah I was like oh man I really oh, wish I had I a really twin, wish I had yeah. An identical yeah. twin. Yeah. yeah imagine being able to go to art class twice oh man that sounds amazing I'm gonna take art English and theater all yeah. day yes. Yes. choir yes. never going to science yeah yeah <laughs> but the craziest thing about them is Alondra's middle name is Maria and so oh. sometimes they okay. call Alondra Maria. Their parents it's did insane. That played themselves. <laughs> it's wow. crazy. They played themselves. I don't know why they did that. Yeah. yeah. But they're yeah, so they're they were CNAs and they had the coolest it was like Grey's Anatomy every time I talked to them. Really? It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Miles' yeah. dream. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Um Who wants their actual life to be like Grey's Anatomy though? So, Miles, it's too, too intense. Too many emotions. Oh, <laughs> too many. Miles. Miles. Did you see, like, was it gory? Um, was it gory? Tell me it wasn't gory. Maggie, do you have PTSD um, so from the ER? One of the jobs that I had was floating, so I would go to a different yeah. unit almost every single time depending on, like, the hospital's need. The other one that I had was at a children's hospital specifically, and I was stationed on a floor. Was it gory? I did have a rotation. It was my very last rotation. I was in a pediatric emergency room. And there, depending on where I was stationed with my preceptor, like you could be in trauma or you could be in urgent care or you could just be in the wing that's mostly just like respiratory and asthma exacerbations. But the one story that stuck out to me the most. I'm scared already. It's not gory. It's not gory. I can feel my heart beat. We did night shifts. And it was the summertime, so it was very warm in L.A. And there was a little, I think she must have been eight years old, came into the ER and we were doing triage. So we basically sit at the front and like call people one by one and decide whether or not they're going to go back or they're going to go to urgent care. Or they're going to go to the formal ER yeah. wing. And so this little girl comes up and the mom was Spanish speaking and she explains to me that her daughter was sleeping and woke up just screaming and said that she felt something in her ear. Oh, it yeah. was a bug, was it? So the, the physician can't. that I was with was like, oh, this happens pretty often in the summer when like the cockroaches are oh, more no, dear active. No. Oh, dear God. Yes. It was. Oh, my God. A, it no, was, no, no. She was asleep and a cockroach just like <gasps> went in her ear. And it That's was lodged in there fear. and they were trying to get it out with like a Q-tip, obviously all oh the things. God. And it just kept burrowing and burrowing. <gasps> that must so, be so dangerous too. Mm-hmm. 
And they were like trying to put all these and she just kept feeling it kind of move around and it was just stuck in there. She comes to the ER. Apparently this was like a, the physician that was there was just like, oh, yeah, Her we're just going to trying to get it out with a Q-tip and like tweezers, oh, all no. the things. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. she could see it. She could see the cockroach. No, the little girl was just like, I still hear it. I still feel like the I sensation. Yeah. I yeah. Can't. Horrible. I can't. I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> a trigger warning on this episode. I know. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And so he was like, oh, this is this happens all the time. So they dropped liquid lidocaine in the ear and then we just like irrigated it with like a large 60 milliliter syringe and basically like sailing and it came out (gasps) and this physician i was like are you sure you work in pediatrics because he like got all the pieces it like broke in broke into like three different pieces and he put it into a little like specimen container and he shows the little eight-year-old girls like this was in your ear i was like don't show her her. yeah Um, it wasn't like a street and i don't want to see it wasn't a street one like those very large ones okay yeah it was like i don't know there's different like there's the american there's the german i don't know there was it was a small one okay okay so this is this is one of my greatest fears yeah it's like bugs in your ear is is a bug flying in my ear and then like staying in there Mm -hmm. um and and somebody told me one time that um like you don't have to worry about bugs going into your ears because you would hear them. Like, like you would Mm -hmm. be able to like, don't worry. You don't have a bug in your ear Mm -hmm. if you can't hear it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, Uh, well, yeah, if you have like an itchy ear or something, I know, I know Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make myself and everybody else feel better. All I have to do is hear that story. And all of a sudden, like my head, it's very, the fact that it was like super easy to, to get Get out out is great. Yeah, in the ER, but yeah, I'm sure it's, it's very. I'm trying no, to make okay. everybody feel better. If there is a live cockroach in my ear, I'm dying of an immediate stroke. I'm yeah. like, if I would have been out. petrified. It's very rare because too scared. The boys did that insect video, and remember yeah. there when we were growing up, we always heard that you eat like yeah, yeah, sixteen yeah. bugs that, or yeah. six bugs a year yeah. because no. they just crawl into your mouth. But when they were doing that video, the they were. Was it Keith or Zach? Someone had their mouth open and was trying to. Or was it, it was you, Miles? I think it was Shane. Yeah. Maybe it was Shane. They were talking about a video that was on YouTube, or they did it themselves, where they had their mouth open and was like trying to get. Oh, didn't the Billie bug. Eilish do that? Yes, but I think that woman also worked with Watcher, and he was like trying to. He was open. trying to swallow it to like prove it was almost like MythBusters, like trying to debunk. Okay, but how did he not just? combust from how awful that is <laughs> and also the tubes in your ears are too small for like actual bugs to yeah. climb into so you know once you irrigate the ear it, it will comes come out. out it's yeah, not like yeah, it's yeah. gonna crawl into your brain yeah yeah, yeah. you know <sighs> okay Sound i can't we have to move on i had yeah. to i had to i i was like anyway. very i had a lot of anxiety about this and i i did a you lot feel of research better? and i feel a lot better okay, about yeah yeah i had to i really had to debunk this myself yes yes, yes. <laughs> when i was like 18 years old uh, you know and yeah like you know bugs flying around sleeping on the ground and stuff of course uh, yeah you know you the bugs are not going to get into your brain. Yeah. I'm just going to. They're not going to get into your brain, but. I'm just going to leave it there. I really yeah, don't yeah. want to have to go into the ER for the lidocaine and saline. Yeah. Don't out. worry. It's not that it's not common. That it's Wait, not that and then, common. Ariel, you were in Chicago after. Yes. When I was like 20, 22, 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I moved to Chicago. Um, I worked for free for a very long time at a uh, an Is art. It? 
conservation company. Is that illegal now? There are no more unpaid no, internships, right? Oh, it might have been illegal oh, then. I'm fr- I, there are very many, and there it is, is hard lot. to get. They're that, so hard. They're so competitive. Yeah. messed up. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. Up, yeah. Well, so I, I I was unpaid for a very long time, and I was I was like so thankful to have this job. <laughs> um, and I was going to, so I decided that I wanted to be an art conservator, uh, but I hadn't taken any chemistry in college. And so I was going to night school uh, for, oh, chemistry. Oh, for chemistry. I took two years of night school. I took uh, two semesters of uh, general chemistry and two semesters of organic chemistry. Wait, wait, wait. Wow. Okay, wait, I have so many questions. About, what mm-hmm. jobs were you working so I was working as a registrar at a at, at a private art conservation company. What and is a registrar? So a registrar in like the museum world, it's somebody who uh, like catalogs the art and makes sure that all the art is stored properly. And, Whoa! Um, and yeah, and and kind of checks on it every once in a while and and make sure that all like the like where it is stored is proper. So like paintings are are stored upright and you know yeah. All, so you all got that kind of you stuff. just got to look at art like a lot. I just got to look at and art and work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. But but so this art conservation company was it was um we specialized in uh like disaster conservation. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody had Whoa. a flood mm-hmm. or a fire in mm-hmm. their house, mm-hmm. um our team would go in and they would collect all of the art. So so I got to go into these like super high end homes, collect all the art. What? And and a lot of times this you was know, like the Chicago elite. Mm-hmm, the Chicago elite, but <gasps> all, all over the world like all oh. well, over the world, but mostly all over the country. And mm-hmm. so um, most of it came from like the Chicagoland area, mm-hmm. but a lot of it would come from, you know, if there was like a hurricane, uh, and you know, like people would have like a flood in Miami or something like that. And we'd go, and we'd get all this like crazy pop art and, oh, um, yeah, they're you know, always like, having hurricanes in Miami, super, super Same high end, art. like modern art. Um, but yeah, you, it's, so, and, and a lot of times somebody who, has high-end art they have a lot of it and so if there's mm-hmm. a if there's a disaster and their home gets like you know first first floor flooding or a fire or something like that um then we would go in and we, we would just collect all of the art and they would have these excellent um uh art insurance policies oh my um and it was it, yeah so it was so you a would fly out job. so well we would drive out because oh, we'd have whoa. to drive it back and so I worked on a team of like art handlers and they were all these big burly guys. And then there was me uh, <laughs> uh, who, and, and, you know, I would go out and I would be like cataloging all of the art. I'd be taking pictures of it. And I'd be like noting all the different um, areas of, of, uh, of like damage and things like that. And then we bring it all back to our facility. Mm-hmm. We had this big warehouse and the actual art conservators would do their, like their testing on it and all that kind of stuff to see if they could um, save it or fix mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then we'd send our reports to the insurance company and the insurance company would, you know, and, and like how much it would cost. And then the insurance company would usually send it to the, you know, the client and say it would yeah. cost this much to fix it and it would cost this much to replace it. Whoa. And, nice. and so it, it was usually like 50, 50, whether the clients would, would choose to fix it or whether they, or whether they would choose okay. to replace it. Let's say, there's a flood, you save some art, it has a little damage. Uh-huh. If they don't fix it, what happens to that piece? Excellent question. Uh, and I don't know if I'm legally allowed to tell oh, you. No. <laughs> you kept it, it's in your house. Um, some of it, yeah. Yeah, really? because they were like, let's donate this. It it wasn't so much donate. So uh what it's so a we would call it orphaned art. 
because because the art had been orphaned (laughs) by its owners and we had to keep it for a certain period of time mm-hmm. um, in case they were in like, case they wait, wanted wait, wait, it back wait. or something like Let's that, you know, it. like legally they had given it up, I believe. Um, but, but, but we would keep it just in case. Mm. And, um, and there was art, you know, this, this company had been around for a long time. And so there was art that had been around for a very, very long time. And, you know, usually it was art that, that had, uh, that was so far gone, you know, mm-hmm. that, that like a fire, you, you couldn't even tell what was on the the canvas anymore. Oh, okay. Um, and sometimes our conservators would use those as, uh, as like, um, uh, pieces to, to try out new techniques or things like that, you know? And so sometimes they could actually bring the art back from, you know, from being singed by a fire and they mm-hmm. would, they would just, you know, kind of use a new, a new chemical or a new technique and, and fix it. Um, and then we'd hang it in the, hang it in the, in our warehouse mm-hmm. as like, look what we did. Um, wow. yeah. Wow. But then, but then there was a period of time when, when we had to, you know, as the registrar who was like cataloging and storing all this art, we had to go through and, and be like, okay, well, we have too much orphaned art. It's time to get rid of some things, mm-hmm. you know? And so we just, we had a big old dumpster in the back. <gasps> no. no. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, it was like, you know, the stuff that was really, really far gone, we just kind of had to toss it in the dumpster. Wow. I know. I know. Isn't that the saddest thing you've ever heard? And a lot of times it's like, so uh, a lot of times it was frames. So uh-huh. you guys know how much it costs to frame nice art. It's so expensive to frame things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and a lot of times the frames were not worth saving. Uh-huh. And so, you know, like a print or something like that, that was in a frame that was in a, a flood or a fire, those frames are just, you know, dumpster, dumpster, dumpster. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And so I took home so many frames. You took home dumpster art. I took home dumpster art. I would, I would take home dumpster that art. That sounds all like a twenty-three-year-old move. If I've ever all the time. Yeah. I took I ha, I took home so much dumpster art. <laughs> we you know? used to find furniture on the streets in New York yeah. and just like be like, "Can we walk it up our seven flights of stairs?" Yeah, let's bring it up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like once something was in the dumpster, it was it was a free for all. It was yeah. free. It yeah. was a freebie. It was a yeah, freebie. Yeah, and so so like once something got thrown in the dumpster, I was like. Does it not smell enough? Right. Like to fire bring to bring it home. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and, it does. And, and yes, it does. Rainy, what is your existential crisis? Okay. Well, I think I'm through it, knock on wood. But uh-huh. I, so I graduated and I was like. Um, you graduated oh, sorry, in 2020? 2019. Okay. So I've had two years. And the summer after I like watched every episode of True Blood and I just sort of like, <laughs> like I was just like, I don't know, started a podcast. What was like, your degree? Like, yeah. Oh, it was in American studies okay. and then a minor in film and media. But yeah, American studies, what is that? Does I anybody know? know? I don't think. I, <laughs> Mine it's was like sociology and anthropology. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck is that? And so, yeah, I, I was like, hadn't really thought about life after college at all until mm-hmm. I remember sitting at call, like at commencement and being like, all right, like now, all right, what do I do next? And like, that was the first time that I thought about it. Which was wow. so your a- school had no program of being like, <laughs> no. what are you guys going to do? Do you want to talk to our career counselors? Do you want to map out like some <laughs> job fair stuff? That would have been so helpful. There was a job there, but it was all computer science. So I remember going and being like pretty quickly. I was like, I'm not going to get a this job is from not this, for me. but let me see if I can get a water bottle. And I <laughs> didn't even get a water bottle. Like people no, were just like, you're not. Come on. Like, <laughs> no, it was a water, water bottle. bottle. Yeah. Well, and to those graduating in 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. 2021 yeah. I graduated in 2008 and I feel like it's a similar situation <gasps> yeah. where like the economy for me 
the yeah. economy collapsed as I graduated yeah. college. And I was like, well, mm, this isn't good. Know. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a tough situation mm-hmm. to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I just did. So I, I was like, yeah, I'll like wing it when I graduate, like I'll figure something out. And that was just like very much overconfidence on my part. Like I just, I, I graduated and I was <laughs> Girl, like, you gotta fake it to make it. Come on. Yeah, I applied. I remember I applied to one job and I was like, all right, well now we wait. And now so- we wait. <laughs> And I did not get Rainy, that job. you are not playing the odds. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Wait. yeah, so that didn't, that strategy definitely didn't work out. But I kind of was like, just like a bunch of rejections, just like, yeah, applying mm-hmm. to stuff. Like mm-hmm. it was a lot in a row. Like I think I applied to 80 jobs before <gasps> I got one in part-time internship. Wow. wow. So that was 80. That's 80. nuts. And then by the time, it's the only reason I know this is because I have like a uh, cover letter folder on my computer mm-hmm. called uh-huh. SOS. And then I just counted. Help. Yeah, please Wait, help. and so what, what sorts of jobs were you applying to? So, well, this is, so I was also just like, this was part of my existential crisis where I was like, I have no, I, I think I applied to like, teaching jobs, like the public defenders, um, appellate division, mm-hmm. and then like, development like fundraising yeah. basically like entry-level jobs sort of yeah. all over Just the place all over like the job will yeah. choose me somebody yeah. somebody <laughs> give me a job i yeah. volunteer as tribute <laughs> yeah. let's go and i was talking to a bunch of people because like my dad was like you gotta like i don't understand why you're not talking to people yeah and then i was living with my Your parents dad was too, like you have was, to like, network yeah basically. yeah yeah my dad was very much like you're not going to get a job through applying to stuff online like you have to talk to people and i was like i don't know anybody and <laughs> I was like, I truly have no Dad, contacts. where did he want you to go talk to people? Yeah. Yeah. So then I got this internship at um, the Colorado State Treasurer's Office, uh-huh. which cool. was so hilarious. It was so awesome. I loved it. It was like Parks and Rec. It was like yes. incredibly, the characters were so rich and so, uh-huh. like, so was, rich. Like, I love so that. funny um, and like whimsical. And like they were just thriving in the Treasurer's Office. Colorado. <laughs> 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 treasury is lit mm. i had a brief stint as a hostess which was mm, horrible uh-huh. i was like yeah. comedically bad the worst like, in america like oh, i in did a... that all through um at restaurants yeah i did that okay. all through high school so it is bad. bad job. applied on a whim i just had a a sunday open and i applied to npr and i was like i thought that there was a negative percent chance that I was going to get it. So I was just like, I'm taking this as a creative essay opportunity mm-hmm. and just like wrote this cover letter that was I love this insane. glass half full. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and, now, and now we wait. And now we wait. <laughs> um, yeah, it was truly like bananas, the cover letter. Like, and so it'll come back. Cause So I sent it off. Then I was like, I'm not really sure if it's sent. And so I emailed the people at NPR and I was like, hey, like, I don't know if my application sent. I attached it here just in case. Didn't attach it. Forgot to attach it. But then I was like, you know what? It's over. It's fine. It's over. <laughs> it's over. So I like... And then I attached it here. No attachment to this. <laughs> um, and then they emailed me back and they were like, yep, we got it. And I was like, they saw my email <laughs> and then like a few weeks later, I got an email from the executive producer of How I Built This being like, hey, we want to interview you. So I talked to him. Ooh, it, yeah, wow. it was crazy. I was like on the phone with NPR oh my god and then he was like yeah guy might want to talk to you and I was like guy Roz so yeah so guy called me and what I really remember was he was just like yeah so you put on your cover letter you put you don't like to follow rules but like at NPR you're gonna have to follow rules can you speak to that <laughs> and I was like did I write that on an entry-level position cover letter like you wrote I'm I don't so like sorry. to follow rules yeah 
And <laughs> that's really <laughs> funny. Dear NPR, my name is Rainy. I don't, I don't follow yeah. rules. I was like, I'm not good at school. I don't follow rules. I'm like not a conventional thinker. And they were like, you're hired. And I was like, yes. Wow. wow. I, love, I love how did you explain that? In the oh, end? I backpedaled. I don't even know. Yeah. I was like, no, no, I'm not. I don't know. I'm good. <laughs> I, I, will, <laughs> I will follow, I will follow all, all your rules. I promise. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, and so I got on the phone and I was like, I called my dad. I was like, I don't think I got it, and he was like, Rainy, if you're gonna put something like that on the cover letter, you gotta be ready to. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be like, ready to answer for your yeah. So statements, that but then so an hour funny. later, I got I got it. So I went to DC. Wow. wow. Yeah, I know it was a miracle. I don't know exactly. I don't know what happened, honestly, but I I think the universe well, was just like they you probably know what? got a thousand cover letters that sounded the same and they were like this girl's cool this girl yeah (laughs) yeah it was really really cool and living in dc was awesome and then the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. so i came back home finished it from home and then i by that point i was like okay so re reinstated existential crisis just like we're back in it but I was kind for of the like, whole world, right? For the whole yeah. world, irregardless of age, yeah. everyone was like, "Oh no, we're back in it." Yeah, yeah, really, just like so much empty space. Um, and then I, yeah, yeah, I also want to ask you about identity, but later, because I feel like I maybe well, you we know what? We'll, yeah. we'll bring you back. Yeah, bring you back. Because I haven't asked you all my questions it. either. We never said it. Becky's out of town, y'all. Oh, oh my, my god, god. yeah, mm-hmm. we're the we- worst. Miles Rainy, reminded can us. Can you cut this to the beginning as a flashback? Yeah. Becky's out of town. Oh my Miles God. reminded us at the beginning of the episode. He said, don't forget, <laughs> forget. to talk about how Becky is out of town. <laughs> Not me. Look at us. We just forgot. We forgot. We're not great at hosting a podcast. <laughs> We're just good friends who like We're to talk. We're just good friends. <laughs> I love editing this podcast. You guys oh, are so good at it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, yeah. And then and then I, I sort of had narrowed it down to podcasting and uh public radio and then mm-hmm. i i freelance for colorado public radio more rejections more rejections and then i talked to also talked to a ton of people because my dad was like you got a network and then one of <laughs> dad, those dad, my dad, dad. Was just get off my back so one of the people i talked to was will whitwer and th- here we are but I, and here we are oh, that's will whitwer, the great connector oh. yeah will whitwer yeah. yeah so i think that's the whole that's the two years but wow. um well, yeah, well, I'll tell you, uh, we have to wrap this up. I know. But I have a friend who interned at NPR right when we graduated college. Oh and one day she got into an elevator with this man yep. and they're riding. And he goes, so what do you do at NPR? You know, and she goes, oh, you know, I'm interning for this department. What do you do at NPR? And he goes, oh, I host a show called This American Life. <gasps> and she was like, <laughs> oh, oh, what is wrong with me? <laughs> she came home crying. She's like, I'm gonna get fired from NPR because I'm yeah. glass. But I also, glass. Like, radio personalities, you don't know what they look like. Yeah. I know you don't, but don't you know what Ira Glass looks like? Yeah, you, you wear glass. You know his voice. You know, I know his absolutely voice. know his I, voice. I, I, truly. Do not know what he looks like. I don't like. know what he looks yeah. like either. Okay. I, I, I imagine I'm imagining like a, a balding man with glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're I not think totally so. wrong. Ira Glass. Yeah. Ira mm-hmm. Glass. Anyway, yeah. that's my NPR intern story. No, okay. Sure uh, not balding, Rachel, but yes. With Rachel glasses. just showed me Ira Glass. I mean, Silver Fox. I'm, yes. I'm just going to okay. say it. Silver Fox. I'm just going to say it. We can, we can end on Ira Glass, Silver Fox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Podcast extraordinaire. One. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Oh. 
gorgeous. <laughs> Internet who can't see this, if you're listening, Google it. Well, thank you guys so much for listening in on this week's episode. Um, be sure to rate us five stars and email our podcast email at you can sit with us pod at gmail.com. Send us your questions. Do another question episode sometime soon. Yeah. We love those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you're listening to the podcast on other streaming platforms, turn on automatic downloads because it really helps the show. Um, and yeah, uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.